Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Anybody know he keeps on making a way, keeps on making a way for me. Amen. Good to see each of you on this Wednesday night. We praise God uh, for the, for another day's journey. Thank God that you are here. Thank God that uh, he's allowed us to come together one more time in this venue, in this fashion, to study the word of God. Uh, we've got a great lesson for you on tonight. So I pray that you will uh, already get your minds ready to receive this word and go ahead and share it with your neighbor and your friends. I do believe it's going to bless someone. I do believe it's going to bless you tonight. Um, and you don't want to keep it to yourself. I told you last week, uh, listen, uh, what the Lord gives to you is not just for you. Amen. It ought to bless somebody else. So go ahead. Be a good digital disciple. Share this with your neighbor. Share this with your friends. Uh, share this with uh, anybody that you know and push those like buttons. Give us some, put some hearts on there, put those thumbs up and uh, let's get those numbers up so we can uh, get this word out. It's a good word. It's a strong word. It's a powerful word. It's going to bless you on tonight. Listen, while everybody's coming in, why don't we see who's already in the room 
on tonight. Faith Foster, good to see you, Sister Foster. God bless you. Continue to pray for you. Shelby Moore is with us on tonight as well. God bless you. Marilyn Langford is with us tonight. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Langford. Mother Curry, good to see you, Mother Curry. God bless you. Mother Sexton, both of our mothers right there side by side. Amen. Good to see you tonight, Mother Sexton. Linda Stewart is with us on tonight. God bless you, Sister Stewart. Dorothy Jones, good to see you, Sister Jones. Praying for you, lifting you up. Clara Roberts is here tonight as well. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Roberts. Betty Palmer is in the house. God bless you, Sister Palmer. Peggy Howard, good evening to you, Sister Howard. God bless you. Sister Norwood is with us, one of our good ushers. God bless you. Kayola Williams, God bless you. Alma Barra, she knows what I'm talking about. Virgie Butler, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Butler. Margie Collins, good to see you, Sister Collins. God bless you. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Duvall. Margie Duvall, okay, God bless you. Charles Butler, good to see you, Brother Butler. Amen. God bless you, Sister Heard. Good to see you all on tonight. It's a good day, y'all. It's a good day, and we bless the Lord for this day. Amen, amen. So listen, while you all are still coming in, I want to remind you, go ahead and get registered uh, for our Vacation Bible School is going to be kicking off real soon. Make sure you get registered. Make sure you get your child uh, registered and yourself registered because, because there's a lot of preparation that goes in the Vacation Bible School, not just the teachers preparing their lessons uh, and their curriculum, but also uh, our kitchen staff uh, will be preparing meals. And so we need a good number. We need a good count. Uh, we need to know how many people to prepare for. And somebody's not going to get a meal because you didn't register, folks. I keep telling y'all, it's important that you register. Y'all think I'm playing about this stuff. Please, please register. We don't want to leave anybody out. We don't want anybody to go without. So go ahead, go ahead and register. Let them know. Let them know that uh, you are coming and you are going to participate in our Leading Out Loud Vacation Bible School, June 5 through 8. Register now. You see the QR code. It's on your screen right now. All you got to do is point your camera to that QR code. It'll take you exactly where you need to be so that you can register right now. Don't delay. Go ahead and do it right now. It's real easy. Point your camera to the QR code right now and you will get registered. Get that registered. Amen. Listen, also want to remind you on tomorrow. On tomorrow, we've got our church council meeting and church business meeting. Church council at 5.30, church business meeting at 6 p.m. All of our members, we invite you to come and share uh, so that you will hear and know what's happening here at the church. God is continuing to bless K Chapel in some awesome ways, and we continue to celebrate all that the Lord is doing. So we invite you to be a part of those meetings on tomorrow, 5.30 and 6 p.m. Listen, I also want to ask that you keep in prayer uh, Sister Alice Clark, uh, Sister Alice Clark, uh, she requested, actually, I got the got the word late that she was requesting the prayers of the church uh, on this past Sunday. Um, and so uh, for those of you who, who know, I, I, I'm, I'm not at liberty to say because I didn't get clearance. So but we, but she did ask for the prayers of the church. Uh, so please be in prayer for uh, uh, Representative Alice Clark. Uh, lift her up, lift her family up. Amen. All right. All right. God bless you. Listen, let's say a word of prayer and we will get into our study for tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and we thank you for who you are and the awesome things that you do. Lord, we pray now uh, that you would open our eyes and open our ears and open our hearts that we might hear, see and understand the truth of your word. We bless you tonight. We thank you, God, that with you all things are possible. 
We thank you, Lord, that you know what we need, even right now, in this moment. You know what we stand in need of in our personal lives, in our spiritual lives, in our emotional lives, in our relational lives. You know exactly what we need. And so, God, be that for us. Be for us exactly what we need you to be. Do for us what we need you to do. And we will give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise for we believe it to be done in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, who is our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, we do pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So listen, let's get into this word tonight. Let's get into this word tonight. Let me begin. Um, let me begin by asking just a simple question. Um, have you just ever had have you ever had a decision that you had to make? Or have you ever had an issue before you that was critical in nature? The decision was an important one. Um, and, and honestly, you just didn't know what to do. Um, some of you are in that space right now where um, something's going on in your life and you just don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle it. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know which road to take. You don't know which decision to make. You don't know how to handle what's in front. Now, I know there's some of you out there. You can't relate to this because you know what to do in every situation. You you know how to handle every situation. You always have the answers. I know some of you, this, this won't relate to this, but there are a few of us out here. Uh, who won't mind admitting to the fact that there are some times when we just don't know what to do. We don't know what to do about certain situations, don't know how to handle uh, certain questions, don't know how to answer certain questions, don't know how to deal with certain problems that come up, and we just don't know what to do. Here's the good news tonight, y'all. Um, first of all, you're not by yourself. First of all, you're not the first one who's had to deal with an issue, deal with a question, deal with a situation where you were just either perplexed or confused or dumbfounded by it. So tonight, 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 I, I want to talk from the subject, what to do when you don't know what to do, what to do when you don't know what to do. Yeah, what to do when you don't know what to do. Um, and I'm gonna be reading or coming from the book of Second Chronicles. I've preached from this text several times. So some of you will, will know this story, perhaps from sermons that I've preached, perhaps from, from Sunday school lessons that you've studied. It's a familiar text, um, but I pray that tonight we can get some fresh water from, from an old and ancient well. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And in Second Chronicles chapter 20, we, we are met with um, a king by the name of King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat, Cliff Notes version, was a good king. He was a he was he was a godly king. 
Um, he served, I think, maybe thir 35 years or so uh, as king of Judah. Um, and he was, he, he, he sought after the heart of God. He sought to do what was right in the eyes of God. And I'm saying that, I'm uh, making clear that you know that because every king was not like that. All the kings who uh, ruled and led um, Israel were not of this ilk. Uh, but Jehoshaphat was a good king, a godly king. He wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to please the Lord. Um, and so he comes into, into his kingship and into power really as a young man. Um, maybe maybe 20, 25 years old, I think is what it, where he was when he came into his kingship. So it was a young man. Um, who has a heart for God, who is anointed for leadership, who's seeking to do the right thing, seeking to be pleasing to God. And somewhat early in his reign comes this issue before him. And I'm not going to read, read this, all, all of this, uh, passage. I, I really want you to read it. Um, so that you will become familiar with it. But 2 Chronicles chapter 20, um, and you will see, let's see here, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, beginning with, well, we can start with verse 1, T.A. We can start with verse 1, and we'll we'll read a little bit of it just to, um, to kind of get us going. Um, I'm in the wrong chapter. Here we go. All right, Second Chronicles chapter 20, beginning with verse 1. It reads as follows. Came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Okay. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side of Syria. And behold, they be in uh, Hazazan Tamar, which is in Jedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So, so. Here is here is here is Jehoshaphat, this young king, who's trying to do right <laughs> by God, trying to do right by his people, trying to be a good king, an effective king, a holy king. Um, and wouldn't you know it? Everybody doesn't like that, right? Everybody doesn't like that, and uh, there are those who want to fight him and take away. Uh, the kingdom of Judah and 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 destroy it. Um, so I, I, I want us to and, and so and so here's Jehoshaphat. They, they tell him basically, look, there is there is there's there's there are three groups of people who have allied themselves, aligned themselves 
uh, and they are coming against you, Jehoshaphat. Uh, I'll, I know you're trying to be good, but but they are out to get you. I know you're trying to be effective, but they are out to make sure you don't succeed. And they have come to start a war, right? And here's this young king trying to do right, who's faced with, uh, you guess, I guess you might say his, his first real test. And here's what Jehoshaphat does. And here's where I want us to begin our lesson. Because, well, let, let me... Um, let me skip down to verse. Let me skip down to verse. Uh, skip down to verse twelve. Skip down to verse twelve, and I'm going to come back to where we left off. But to get into the lesson, let me let me let verse twelve so, sort of serve as the framing of the lesson. Jehoshaphat, in his prayer, because remember he he's seeking the Lord. Verse four says he came to seek the Lord. And in his prayer to the Lord, here's what he says in verse 12. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Jehoshaphat says, we don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Let me stop right there because, and this is not in my notes, but it just, it just hit me like this. Um, I think one of the, one of the great uh, marks of a great leader is being able to admit that they don't know it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, you don't get that much in, out of the world because the world seems to suggest that you know, you, you got to have all the answers. And, and if you're a leader, you're supposed to be able to uh, do it all, know it all, understand it all. I think a great leader actually understands what he or she doesn't understand. They know what they don't know. And is willing to put people around them who know what they don't know, who can't do who can do what they can't do, who understand what they don't understand. I don't think a great leader has to know everything. I think a great leader has to be willing to understand what they don't know and build around that. Jehoshaphat says, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. Don't let pride keep you from admitting to stuff that you don't know. It's, it's, it's not bad that you don't know everything. You're not supposed to know everything. You're not God. Some things you're not supposed to know, some things you're not supposed to understand. Joshua said, we don't know what to do. So if you're going to be a, a good leader, and I'm just talking to, I don't know why I feel like I need to say this to some leaders out there. Uh, take the pressure off to feel the need to have to know everything. Um, good leadership is about knowing what you don't know and building around that. So Jehoshaphat admits, we don't know what to do. 
But then he says, watch this, and this is what this is what I want to build on. But our eyes are upon you. He says, I don't know what to do. Watch this, but I know where to turn. I told you, you don't you don't have to know everything to know where to go to to get the answers, right? Jehoshaphat says, I don't know what to do, but I know where to go. <laughs> Our eyes are on you. So here's the first thing. What to do when you don't know what to do? First of all, look to the Lord for answers, strength, and help. Look to the Lord for answers, for strength, and for help. If we can skip, go back up for a little bit to verse three. Verse number three says, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. I told you this was a godly king. This was a this was a man who knew the Lord. And the first thing he did when he got this news that somebody that these th this allied force was out to destroy him, the first thing he did was he turned his eyes upon the Lord. <laughs> There's an old hymn. You just say, "Turn your eyes to Jesus." He turned his eyes upon the Lord. Um. He says, I, we don't know what to do, but we're looking to you. He, he set himself to seek the Lord. And he not only did he seek God, but he proclaims a fast throughout all of Judah. He says, I'm going to seek the Lord. Watch this. But I want all of you to be a part of seeking the Lord also. Let me let me suggest to you. <laughs> um, if you want to if you want to help your leader. Um, um, pray not only for him or her, but pray with him or her. Jehoshaphat says, I'm going to fast, but I want you to fast with me. I'm going to pray, but I, I need you to pray with me. Don't leave, don't leave it all to the leader to come up with the answers, to come up with, with, with how to handle the situation, to come up with don't leave it just to your leader to seek God. Seek God with your leader. Don't just pray for me. Pray with me. Yeah, yeah. Pray with your leader. Pray with your your pastor. Pray with your deacon. Pray with your Sunday school leader. Pray pray with your 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 director. Pray with pray with those. Pray with your employer. Yeah. Hopefully you have a praying employer. All right. So. So here's my question. Here's a relevant question I want to pose to you this, this evening. To whom do you turn in times of critical questions when critical decisions must be made or critical issues are before you? Where do you turn? Where do you turn? What? what let me put it another way. Who is your go-to? In in times of critical need, who is your go-to? 
Now, I know what you're going to say in Bible study. You're going to say, God, that's what you're going to say in Bible study. That's what you're going to say in Sunday school. God, I go to the Lord. Um, but make sure that's the make sure that's the truthful answer. In critical times, is that your is that your first response or is that your last resort? Is going to God your first response or is going to God your last resort? When you can't get it anywhere else, you turn to the Lord. When you don't, when you don't find the answer anywhere else, you finally consult with God. Jehoshaphat starts with God. He begins with the Lord. Look, look at look at let's let's look at how, how <laughs> let's look at the prayer. Let's look at the prayer. And I love, I love some of the language in this prayer as Jehoshaphat is seeking the Lord. If you start at verse number seven, verse number seven, look at how look at how Jehoshaphat begins crafting this prayer. He says, Art not thou our God, our God? Look at that. Are you not our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? Look, look at how look at how Jehoshaphat is saying, wait a minute. <laughs> you're ours. You're on our side and we're on your side. You're you're out. You're our God. We're your children. Don't you remember Abraham, your friend? Our father, Father Abraham, he, he's the father of many nations, our nation. Jehoshaphat crafts his prayer in the space of saying, we are your children. That's the first thing he does. Then they keep looking, he says, and they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name's sake, for thy name's saying. Now look at look what Jehoshaphat says, listen, not only are we children, we your children, but, but we built you a church. We, we we built the sanctuary to, to, to memorialize that we belong to you. You are our God, right? Verse 9, if when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Jehoshaphat says, listen, Lord, we, you are our God. Abraham is our father. You made a promise to your friend. He's our father, but he's your friend. And you made a promise to him, and therefore you made a promise to us. And we built this house in your name. We, and God, when we stand, when, 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 when we are met with trouble, when we are met with famine or pestilence or the sword, when trouble comes our way and we cry out to you in, in affliction, God, you are to hear us and you are to hear us and help us. So Jehoshaphat, is, he's making a case, y'all. He's making a case. He's making a case to the Lord for God's help. But then I like, I like, I like how, how he juxtaposes, right? What's supposed to happen to what he sees happening. Verse 11 says, now look, look, it, well, what, he, he, he builds all this up. He says, listen, you gave us this land. 
we're here. We built you a sanctuary. We're your children. Uh, we possess this land. Uh, we, we belong to you. You belong to us. Verse 11. I'm sorry. Well, verse 10 and 11 it says, and now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou has given us to inherit. What, what Jehoshaphat says, let me, let me, let me, Here's the modern day translation for what Jehoshaphat says. Jehoshaphat says to God, Lord, make it make sense. That's what he says to God. Lord, make this make sense. You gave us the land. You, you promised it to our father, Abraham, your friend. We've come in. We've taken possession of it. We've built it up. We built you a house in your name. We built our own houses. We possess this land. And now the, the, the ones who, who you kicked out of the land gave it to us. Now they're coming back and they're gonna get up, they're gonna kick us out. And 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 what, what Jehoshaphat says, God, make it make sense. How are you gonna let this happen? How, how are you gonna let this happen? So he looks to the Lord for answers for something that just did not make sense to him. Have you ever been there when, when life dealt you a situation and it didn't make sense? Here's what I like about this, that Jehoshaphat gives us a pattern for where we can ask the Lord, Lord, make it make sense. Make, make it make sense. I, I don't I don't understand this. I, I don't see how this lines up with your will and with 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 what you've been promising me and 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 where I saw the trajectory of life taking me. God, make it make sense. Make it make sense how we could have been here and now we're here and 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 somehow that's supposed to be in your your divine purpose. I, I don't I don't get it. God, make it make sense. Jehoshaphat looks to the Lord for answers. When you don't know what to do, this shows us that it's okay to pray to the Lord to ask God for answers for what doesn't make sense, for answers for what doesn't line up, answers for what doesn't flow in what you thought was happening. All right, that's number one, God. He, so he he is he is he is looking to the Lord for answers. He's looking to the Lord for answers. He says, when 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 verse nine says, if when evil cometh upon us and sword and judgment and pestilence or famine, we stand before this house. Look at this. he says, Lord, when all this stuff is happening and we come here to this house and call on your name, we believe that there's that 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 you that you are our help, that you will hear us and that you will help us. God, make it make sense. How are we here? Here's what I want to suggest to you. Jehoshaphat reminds the Lord of God's faithfulness to hear and to help Israel 
when they call upon him. Lord, you're supposed to hear us. You're not supposed to leave us out here by ourselves. You said you'd never leave nor forsake us. If that's true, God, you can't leave me out here. You can't, you can't leave me out here and, and, and not help me get through what I'm going through. I don't know what to do, but I do know that I'm going to look to you. I don't know what to do, but I do know that I'm going to ask you for some answers. I don't know what to do, but I do know that I'm going to plead my case before my almighty God. And I'm not going to, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, lean not to your own understanding. I'm not going to lean, I'm not going to depend upon my own wisdom, my own intellect, my own knowledge. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will what direct your path. He will direct your path. He will show you, in other words, what to do. He will reveal to you what to do. He will direct your path. So the first thing I'm going to do when I don't know what to do, I'm going to look to the Lord for answers for strength, and for help. I'm going to look to the Lord for answers, for strength, and for help. Number two, not only am I going to look, but two, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen for an answer, watch this, from a reliable source. I'm going to listen for an answer from a reliable source source. All right, go with me to verse 14. Verse 14. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a great story, y'all. So Jehoshaphat is praying, saying, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Verse 13, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Watch this, y'all. Everybody was praying. Wasn't nobody left out. The children were praying. The wives, the women were praying. The wives were praying. The men were praying. Everybody was praying. Mm. My God, when you don't know what to do, you ought to call. You ought to call your own prayer meeting. <laughs> you, you you ought to call your family to prayer. When you don't know what to do, you ought to call. You ought to call your uncles, your aunties, your cousins. Call them all. I don't know what to do. But will you join me in prayer? Will you will you touch and agree with me on this? I don't know how to handle this situation, but but I do believe that that there's something to prayer and that God hears us and answers us. You you all, all right. Let me let me move on. Verse fourteen. Here it is. Then upon Jehaziel the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattiah, a Levite. The sons of Asaph came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. I want to stop right there. Okay. Upon Jehaziel, and I want to jump down to the part where it says, a Levite of the sons of Asaph. A Levite of the sons of Asaph came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. It, here it is again. Listen for an answer from a reliable source. Jehaziel is a reliable source. You say, 
who is Jehaziel, right? Name doesn't mean a whole lot to you, right? Watch this. I love the fact that you don't have to know his name to know he's a reliable source. Here's why he's a reliable source. A Levite of the sons of Asaph. That right there tells you who he is. A Levite of the sons of Asaph. Jehaziel then, for lack of a better word, he's a worship leader. He's a worship leader. A Levite. That's what the Levites were, were in charge of, worship. Levites were in charge of worship. Sons of Asaph. Asaph, Asaph, uh, First Chronicles. You go to First Chronicles chapter 16. Let's see if I can get this real quick. First Chronicles chapter 16. First Chronicles chapter 16. <laughs> Here we go. Um, starting at verse 4. First Chronicles chapter 16, beginning with verse 4. It's talking about David. He, he is, David is the he in this. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph the chief, Asaph the chief, right? Asaph is the chief minister of music. He's the chief worship leader. David appointed him as such. Before the Ark of the Covenant, he appoints Asaph. If you, if you read some of the Psalms, you'll see the Psalms begin with the superscription, Sons of Asaph, or Son of Asaph, or a Psalm of Asaph, right? So Asaph is, is, is what we would refer to as our modern-day worship leader. And here it is, folks. Here, here is why... <laughs> Oh my God, here is why worship leading is so critically important because it's not just about the music. It's about, watch this, it's about an experience with God. The spirit of the Lord comes upon Jehaziel, the worship leader. And Jehaziel, gives Jehoshaphat this prophetic word, this revelation from God in the midst, it says, of the congregation. So while everybody is praying, while everybody is fasting, while everybody is seeking God, the worship leader gets the revelatory word. I keep saying this all the time. Somebody's going to get it after a while. Um, it's not just about the music right the music music you want good music yes in a worship service but you need a leader of worship that is in tune and in touch with the spirit of god who can hear what others can't hear it came to this one man who was in the midst of the whole congregation, what to do. Ah, 
we are in search of a minister of music right now here at Cade Chapel. And, and, and being a minister of music is so much more than being a musician. Yeah. It's being a son of Asaph, a worship leader, someone who has the heart of God, a heart for God, who is given to God, who's ready to say, Lord, as we minister through music, I'm open to hearing from you that I might impart into the people. Through music, through worship leading, Lord, speak to my heart. My God, my God. So when you don't know what to do, listen, listen for an answer from a reliable source. Jehaziel was is a reliable source because he's a Levite. He's a son of Asaph. He's a worship leader. He had watch this, y'all. <laughs> Let me just say this. Be careful who you get your advice from. Can, can I can I go in for a minute? Be careful who you get your advice from. Be careful who you allow to counsel you. Right? Everybody who sounds good and who can who can, you know, excite the ear and tickle the fancy. Some of that, that's all it is, exciting to the ear and tickling the fancy. And it has no, no truth, no soundness, and no substance to it. And it's amazing to me sometimes who we, the body of Christ, will allow to lead us. Let me say it another way. It's amazing to me who you get your news from. Okay, let me go. Let me go that direction. It's amazing to me sometimes who you get your news from and who you give, watch this, credibility to. Listen for an answer from a reliable source, somebody who knows the Lord, somebody who has a track record for honesty, for holiness, for godliness, somebody who has a life pattern that you can look to and say the fruit of their lives shows something that's good and honest and truthful and beautiful and of good report. Why are you getting your news and why are you getting, getting your counsel and getting your advice from somebody whose life doesn't measure up? That's a whole nother lesson, but it needed to be said. It needs to be said because we, sometimes the body of Christ, we, we, we get led astray so easily. We get led astray by the salacious. We get led astray by the, by, by the rumors, by the lies. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's people in the body of Christ who keep it going. I got to watch that. I got to watch that. Listen for an answer from a reliable source. Asaph is the, 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 the 
chief worship leader appointed by David. Both of these men, David and Asaph, both have a heart for God. That's why the Psalms, the majority of the Psalms are written by David and Asaph, right? They have a heart for God. Yeah, not saying they were perfect, but they had a heart for God. They had fruit in their lives that said these men could be trusted. Um, so yeah, be careful who you get your information from. When you don't know what to do, listen to people who have a track record that you can trust when you don't know what to do. Listen to people who have a track record that you can trust. There are going to be times when you don't know what to do. Right? There are going to be times. And God, I'm convinced, is going to put in your life people who you can trust. You can trust their track record. You can trust their life and their lifestyle. You can trust the pattern that they've set. You can trust the, the life that they've lived. And you can then trust the advice that they give. Listen for an answer from a reliable source. God gave the answer to Jehaziel, the chief, this son of Asaph, one who had a heart for not just good music, but a good word from the Lord. Are you with me? Are you still with me? Last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Because we are just about out of time. Um, so we said we gotta we gotta we gotta look. We gotta look, right? Look to the Lord for answers, strength, and help. We gotta listen for an answer from a reliable source. Somebody say a reliable source, not just anybody, but a reliable source, a godly source, a God-fearing person person who knows the Lord, knows his word, a person who's in the church, a person who is of the church, a person who has faith in God, a person whose life and lifestyle demonstrates that faith, right? Lastly, learn, here it is, learn how to worship your way through it. When you don't know what to do, Learn how to worship your way through it. Verse 18, verse 18, we're back in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, look at verse 18. So Jehaziel gives, uh, uh, gives the word uh, to Jehoshaphat. I'm sorry, let, 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 let's, let's see what Jehaziel says. He says, uh, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. <laughs> that came from a worship leader, y'all. That word right there came from a worship leader. Before it was ever a song, a worship leader gave the prophetic word. This battle belongs to the Lord. Mm. 
Verse 16, tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17 says, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. This is coming from a worship leader, y'all. See the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Okay? And after, after this prophetic word, coming from this reliable source, here's Jehoshaphat's response. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping, worshiping, worshiping the Lord. Verse 19, and the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of, and I'm sorry, and of the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. There's worship and there's praise. After this prophetic word from this worship leader of what to do, saying that this battle is not yours, it belongs to the Lord, go down and set yourselves and be still and see the salvation of the Lord. After this prophetic word, look at what happens. Jehoshaphat bows his head and begins worshiping God. He bows his head and begins worshiping God. This king, watch it, who admits and acknowledges that he does not know what to do. When the answer finally comes, look at what happens, y'all. He does not get up and say, oh, I know what to do. He does not act like he had the answer the whole time. He does not act like it just came to him from a vision or from, you know, his own spending time with the Lord. Nope. He worships the Lord. And watch this. He does so publicly. I, I want to suggest, I want to suggest to you that sometimes when God gives us the answer that we are looking for, the answer that we need, the breakthrough that we need, the miracle that we need, stop acting like you didn't just get what you were praying for. Stop acting like nothing big just happened. I mean, you're, you're sitting there pulling your hair out because you don't know what to do. And finally, when you get the thing, you just act like it's no big deal. No, if it was a big deal before, it's a big deal now. So as much as you cried and prayed and, and was begging God for an answer before, you ought to be worshiping God and praising God with that same zeal, that same energy, that same sort of passion. God, you just came through for me. You just told me exactly what I needed to do. You just spoke to my heart. I'm going to worship you. Watch this. And I'm not going to do it in my private closet. I'm going to do it out in public because I asked everybody to pray with me. Now I'm going to praise you with everybody because I asked everybody to seek you with me. Now I'm going to worship you with everybody. Jehoshaphat bowed his head 
and went into worship, went into praise, and didn't care who was looking. I'm so tired of folk talking about what they're going to do and, and how they're going to praise and how they're going to worship when they come to church and then they get here and don't do nothing. I'm sick of it. Y'all ought to stop that. If God has done something for you and you know and you have gotten the breakthrough that you need, you ought to go on and worship God. You were crying before. You ought to be crying in worship right now telling God thank you. You ought to be shouting in church right now telling God thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, if he deserved that kind of passion before, he deserves that kind of passion right now. Jehoshaphat worshiped God in response to this answer. He praised God and he led his nation not just into prayer and into fasting, but now on the back end, he leads them into worship and praise. So look to the Lord for answers, strength, and help. Listen to a reliable, listen for the answer from a reliable source, and then learn how to worship your way through it. Worship your way through it. Why is it important to worship the Lord? Because the Bible says, I'm through, but the Bible says in Psalm 22 and 3, thou art holy. You inhabit the praises of Israel. Why is it important to praise God, to worship God? Because when I worship God, God is there. God gets in my worship. God gets in my praise. When I don't know what to do, if I can't do anything else, I'm going to praise the Lord. If I can't do anything else, I'm going to worship God because I believe that God inhabits worship. He inhabits praise. And I need the Lord to get in my stuff, in my trouble, in my issues, in my problems with me. And so I'm going to praise him till I can see my way through. I'm going to worship him until he gives me the answer I need. I'm going, all right, I'm done, y'all. But my soul is happy right there. My soul is happy right there. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We love you. I pray that you have received this word. And I pray that when you find yourself in a space where you don't know what to do, that you will look to the Lord, you will listen for a word, and you will learn to worship your way through it. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we bless you. And we thank you for this time. We thank you for this word. I pray, oh God, that in the moments of trouble in the moments of question when we are uncertain about the ways of life when we are unsure about the road to take god that we would do as jehoshaphat that we would look to you that we would listen for your word through trusted and reliable sources that we would learn to worship and praise our way through it be with us O oh lord Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We love you all. Again, listen, y'all uh, Y'all consult uh, the K Chapel website for all the information that's going on, all of the um, uh, news that's happening here, kchapel.org, that has all of the uh, announcements and events that are taking place. Uh, whenever you need to know what's happening at this church, 
you go to kchapel.org, it is there. Amen. God bless you. We will see you soon.